Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing. We just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. Good morning and welcome to Morning Walk with the Artist Forge. My name is Nicole York. I'll be your host. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of originality in art. Actually asking the question, is originality important? Um, is it something that we should be striving for as artists? What role does it play in the creation of our art? And I actually have varying viewpoints on this one. So I've been struggling with the idea uh, for most of the day. And I'm going to share first what kind of sparked this idea. And then second, we're going to go through a few semantics as far as, um, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as definition goes, so we can make sure that we're all on the same page. But the first part of this question began yesterday when a friend, a fellow um, artist reached out to me and they wanted to pick up novel writing, something, an idea that they'd had for a while, something they had been wanting to work on and they were getting stuck. And so we were just kind of, you know, talking a little bit about working your way through a first draft. And then they asked me, do you ever worry about your ideas not being original? And I said, no, I don't ever worry about that because there's no such thing as originality, at least in my mind, right? Um, everything is influenced by everything that we've ever encountered. And as far as I'm concerned, our job is not to be original. Our job is to be authentic and to share the truest versions of what we think and believe through our communication and art as possible. But that got me thinking because clearly throughout the history of art, there have been several artists who have been part of a school of art, right? Maybe Cubism or um, during the Enlightenment period or during the period of, you know, the, the golden painters of the Dutch masters, people who are part of a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a genre or a school of art where there are certain things that set that art apart, like the pre-Raphaelites of those schools of art. And then eventually come out of those schools with new ideas that were sometimes quite shocking to the viewing public and everybody went, that's not art. Um, and other times were hailed as geniuses. And no matter whether we think them original or not, they changed the face of what art became in the future. And so clearly those things have been important in the history of art. But is that something we should be striving for or is that a natural outgrowth of exploration and experimentation and, and chasing after what your interests are? And since most of those folks are not around, we can't ask them, were you trying to be original or were you just chasing the thing that sparked your desire to continue creating? Which I think is really important to the question. So that was the spark of wanting to have this discussion today. My friend asking me, do you ever worry that your ideas aren't original? And then we have to discuss the semantics a little bit. So in the art world, there are several different definitions when it comes to what original means. 
Sometimes original just means the first created work by the hand of that artist. So the very first painting this artist did of this subject that is only by them, right? That is an original. All the other pieces that come after that then become reproductions, okay? So that's one definition. This is not the definition that we're after. When we're talking about original in the context that we're using it today, we're talking about nothing else like it has ever been done. I, as far as I'm concerned, I think very few pieces of artwork in history have ever fit this definition. And even then, I think if we asked those artists, we would find that they are actually an outgrowth of several different things combined. But in any case, I want to be argued with this morning. Um, and I really want to ask everybody today, when you think about art, whether it is the art that you enjoy looking at and consuming or the art that you create, is originality in terms of being unique and never having been done before important? Do you seek it out? Of course, there's something to be said for novelty, right? As humans, novelty is incredibly interesting to us. It's a, something that turns on all of our electrical receptors. We get excited about it. But is that something as artists we should be seeking to create? Are we chasing originality or is it simply an outgrowth of following our interests and being as true to our own visions as possible? I don't know the answer, but I'm dying to hear what you guys think. So originality in art, is it important? Should we be seeking it, chasing it, to make it, to consume it? What do you think? Go ahead, Kat. It's interesting. I um, I did some self last night and uh, I was actually really sort of frustrated because everything was very like recipe driven. I was kind of on a time crunch for something and, uh, you know, just it, there was no real like originality behind any of it. And it was frustrating because I realized that that originality that I was looking for, right, was the experimentation and the room to breathe and to flow and to create just from that space of, ooh, what if we addressed this light or shifted this backdrop or added this component X, Y, or Z. Um, so I think, you know, like we all so vehemently, you know, we don't want to copy anybody else's work, you know, piece for piece, but there is something to be said for growth and as we're learning how to recreate something that inspires us and then the next level of that is to explore what else you can do in that particular scenario um so i don't necessarily believe that the originality is important i think the exploration is because that's where you know you're you're creating from heart space instead of the, the left brain of one, two, three, four. That's a really interesting way to look at it. And I like that. And I do want to point out really quickly that for much of the history of art education, the way that students learned was by copying master painters. Um, and often they would even assist their, whoever was teaching them, um, they would even assist them by doing base paintings or you know things like that in order to prep canvases and do other things so the act of um 
I don't want to call it copying, but that's kind of what it is. The act of copying is incredibly important to our ability to learn how to do certain things and to master certain skills and even can kind of inform the way that we process how we put things together. So that's been an important part of the history of art education for a long, long time. And then I think you're right, Kat, um, there comes a point, and I, I mentioned this before, but I think there comes a point when um, that doesn't, it's not enough for us anymore, if that makes sense. When the originality starts, starts to assert itself, um, when we're not satisfied with just the process and we want exactly what you're describing, that room for exploration and experimentation and to just kind of get lost in chasing our own ideas. Um, but I wonder, do you think that that is a natural outgrowth or do you think that it's something that has to be cultivated? Ask that a different way. So that desire for experimentation and exploration of how do I do this my way or differently? Do you think it's something that naturally grows when somebody has been following, um, or I should say naturally appears when we have been artists for a while and it just kind of said it, it naturally develops as part of being an artist? Or do you think we have to cultivate that desire for the new? Like, I want to be original and so I will explore. I want to be original and so I will experiment. Or is that originality just a natural part of our artist personality that comes about as we create? Well, I don't necessarily think it's one or the either. Um, <clears throat> I think you know, as artists, we all inevitably want to create a signature or a style, something that's recognizable. Um, but in order to do that, we have to learn those, those foundational pieces. Um, and I think at some point you start to realize that everything becomes a recipe. And once you start realizing that that's, that becomes a frustrating element for you is, that cookie cutter space, um, that's, that's a red flag for an up level, right? Like that's the point where you're saying like, okay, this isn't enough. What, what is it that I'm missing here? And oftentimes that is making it your own. Um, that's the purpose of creation, right? Is to create something yourself. Uh, and you know, that typically starts in baby steps of learning how to do something. Uh, and then you learn, you know, you have to learn the rules before you can break them kind of a, a mentality. Um, and I, I think it is something that is inherently cultivated as you grow as an artist. So when you were describing it, it just made me think this is boring now. Right? Yeah. Right. Okay. I love these thoughts. So I know we have some friends that are just joining us and I just want to reset the room a little bit. So we are talking about originality in art and asking ourselves, is it important? Is originality just a key component of making art? Is it something we should be after? Should we be thinking to ourselves, how do I be as original as possible? How do I come up with ideas and techniques and et cetera that nobody has ever done before? And is that important when we're consuming art? Is that something we're chasing? If we're looking for art, are we trying to find the most original, unique ideas that have been found? Is that something we should be looking for, both in the creation and in the consuming? 
Bassam, Matt, what do you guys think? And we definitely want friends in the audience to raise their hands today. This should be a really lively discussion. So if you have thoughts on whether or not originality is important in art, meaning uniqueness, please raise your hand because we want to hear from you. So Nicole, it's, it's interesting we're having this conversation today because I'm in here in the studio right now, getting ready for a creative shoot uh, that starts right at 10 o'clock. And I'm going to do some completely unoriginal shit. Um, I am going into this just knowing that I'm going to play and pull from experience. So I think, you know, originality in art, it's really hard. I have a hard time with the, the word originality because I really don't think there's anything original unless you are absolutely 100 percent creating something new that the world has never seen. And I don't mean art. I don't mean like, hey, I clicked that shutter and I created something new no one's ever seen. That's not what I mean. Like you literally come up with something new for the species or humanity. That to me is original. Everything else is imitation. So the question I ask myself is not about originality. Is Am I imitating or am I innovating? Right. So innovation for me is um, just for me a more powerful word than original. I really don't think after having spent most of my life in music and photography and as well as corporate stuff and science that there's very much left that's original. What we're doing is imitating and interpreting our own way of seeing that thing. Right. If I come up with a strawberry banana plant that might be original, but it's still part of botany, right? It's still part of things that we know about. How are you innovating, right? If I'm a photographer, there's very few photos that I'll ever take that will be innovative. However, if I develop a brand new technique that's never been done before or a new lens or a new piece of equipment that allows photography to expand beyond what we currently understand it to be, that to me is innovation. That to me borderlines on originality. So when it comes to art specifically and looking at it and can we be original, I've given up the, the thought that I'm ever going to be original. I might be able to reprocess what we've seen in the blender of life and spit out something that you've never seen before, but that doesn't necessarily make it original. It makes it unique to you for having seen it for the first time. It's unique to me for having created it for the first time, but I'm sure somewhere there is something that looks almost exactly like it. So the originality part in art, I don't necessarily buy that you have to be original. I think you have to have imitation that is your own interpretation of that subject. Is that being too much of a pedant? No, that's exactly why starting off the conversation, I wanted to get into semantics a little bit so that we could kind of be on the same page with the, the definitions, because I agree. I think it's, it's interesting to explore what we mean when we say original, because I think all of us will have kind of a slightly different definition that we're working from. And those little differences in definition actually make a really big deal to how we think about the process, because um, the word original is also a bendy word, right? Like it can be applied to a lot of different aspects of the process and the, excuse me, and the final work, because we could very easily say that the interpretation itself is original because it is yours and yours alone, right? 
unless you're basing your interpretation off of somebody else. But if, even if your interpretation is built off of several different things, is that considered original? That is the question. And, and whether or not that's important, which is really interesting to me, because as far as I'm concerned, it is the, which, and I've, I've mentioned this before. I have a friend who's a fantastic artist and their one of their greatest desires is to not be derivative, right? They do not want their work to look like anybody else's work. It is important for them to seek out the ability to produce things that other people are not doing. And so it, it causes a struggle for them very often. And as when I think about the idea, if I sat here and thought, that the value in my work was in my ability to come up with something completely unique. I think I would drive myself mad. Imagine the weight and the pressure of that idea. Your work doesn't matter unless nobody has ever done anything like it before or no one else has ever seen anything like it. That is a whole lot of pressure. And as far as I'm concerned, the uniqueness and the originality comes from the person from who you are, from your experiences and your lens that you view the world through and how all of those things combine to make you, you are the original part. And then how something gets filtered through the funnel of you is what makes it unique, interesting, original, worthwhile. So I think that's generally where I fall and having that definition allows me to to go in that direction. So no, I don't think it's pedantic at all to, to figure out what your definition is and, and put that forward is why that's important. Our yeah. And, and just to, you know, add a few more things, I think, I think we're in violent agreement on this. Um, for me, it comes down to how do you define originality for yourself? Make peace with that, whatever that is and go forward. That's really, that's really what it comes down to. I, I said the same thing in music, right? Is jazz was relatively original, but it was still just music, same instruments, just arranged differently. And, you know, if, if someone had first come up with music, I'd be like, that's pretty original. That goes back a long, long way. I think everything else from that is either derivative or imitation or interpretation, but it's your, your definition of originality is the only thing that matters because that's how you're going to present your art and that's how you're going to talk to people about it. Um, and whether they think it's original or not, that's on them. So yeah, it just comes down to how do you believe the, the word feels for you? I don't know. I just kind of leave it at that. Try not to think about it too much. <laughs> just don't think about it much. Um, okay. So Becca is just joining us. So one more time, I'm going to reset the room today. We're talking about originality in art. And is this something that we should be chasing? Is originality important to the creation of art? Should we be trying to be original, create pieces that are unique? Um, is that an impetus that the act of creation puts upon us? Um, and then even when we think about consuming art, is that something that you find you're after? Pieces that are original, unique, have never been done before. So that's the conversation. Um, if you're in the audience today and you want to contribute, please raise your hand. I want to bring you up. Let's fight. <laughs> I want to hear from everybody today on what their thoughts are. And if you're on the panel today, please don't feel like you need to wait for me to respond. If you have something to respond to, just unmute and start going. I really would love this to be a big, messy conversation. So um, that's where we're at today, Becca. 
Cicela has had her hand raised, so we would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on originality in art? <laughs> and you're just hitting me as my very strong coffee is kicking in. So I'm like, first off, um, Matt and Nicole, get out of my brain. Um, <laughs> so in my opinion, originality at its core doesn't exist anymore, um, especially within photography. Um, I have seen, like, unless you develop some insanely new technique that is different a different way of photographing altogether from the the camera techniques to how it's actually built then i don't believe i don't actually believe that you can do anything that is fully original anymore mainly because um we are driven by trends um i don't know if, if you guys remember but like for a while a couple years ago everyone owned a ladder for photography and people were posing on these ladders and leaning on them. And I still, I don't get me wrong. I love a good ladder. I still do. I would love one, <laughs> but there was a few people who started using ladders and then more and more people were using ladders. The same with hand painted backdrops. Um, people get inspired. We as humans get inspired by other humans. So when we see something that we like, we emulate that one way or the other. Now, one thing that I find to be more important than originality is recognizability. So as you said, how do you take your original core, the person that you are, and put your imprint on it to make it stand out? Um, what is it that makes a portrait or like, let's go on Instagram, for example, and you see someone, you see a portrait and you're like, oh, I know exactly who that is. I know who created that. That's recognizability. And that's what you said, Nicole. I think that's there, that person's inner core, that person's original core is what influences all the things we already know, but makes it different, makes it stand out. So I think it is futile to uh, try to search for the pure originality. Um, but I do think it's important to try to let yourself be uninspired a little bit from others. <laughs> um, sometimes just go your own route and whatever that means. You cannot avoid being being inspired by something you see, but get off Pinterest sometimes. I love Pinterest, so I'm, I'm guilty of this. Or get off Instagram sometimes and see, okay, what can I create with these very few parameters? What can I do with my knowledge, with what I know? So, yeah. That was my caffeinated rant. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. I like your caffeinated rants. I think you should do them often. Um, no, I, I, I mean, I think you and I are, are very much in agreement in general there. And um, although I do, I do think that we will still see work from people within a field that seems like it has been um, overplowed, let's say, that does end up being original, unique, not, not as far as, um, you know, we haven't really seen things like it before. I do think that that's still going to be a thing. Um, but the question I always ask myself is, is that going to arise because somebody is chasing the idea of being original or is that going to arise because somebody is chasing the things that interest them and light them up? 
Um, and I guess for me, the question really comes down to the motivation. And in a way, like Kat said, you know, is this going to be, I'm bored now, I need to try something? Or is it, I think the idea of, indi indi of individuality or originality is important. And so I'm chasing that, um, which I, I find really interesting. But you said something, Cicela, that um, sparked a thought in me. And it's this idea of not always being influenced by other creators or looking specifically at other creators for influence. Um, and I have a kind of a funny, ironic story about that. I wrote an article for F-Stoppers um, that I, I, I'm pretty sure is titled Get Inspired, But Not by Other Photographers. And some other creator actually plagiarized the article um, and got like a whole crap ton more views and inter interaction than I did. And it was really funny that the idea of not being inspired by others was plagiarized, <laughs> which I thought um, was really, really amusing. But um, I, I agree with you there. And I think if originality is something that is important to us, then it's a really good idea, at least as far as I'm concerned, to consume as much as possible that is inspiring to you and interesting to you because then you have new ways to combine those things so and new things to combine other things with that may result in something that's potentially more original than you might see you know if the only things you were ever inspired by was work that was created in your field so i think if if that is something that's important to people it might be a really good place to look Erica, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I'm i agreeing with everyone else in that originality doesn't necessarily really exist. Everything is built upon something that happened previously. Like, even if you're not inspired by another artist, you know, you might be inspired by nature. You might be, I think about... Um, Gaudi, who is an architect in Barcelona, comes to mind because I was just there, but, um, you know, he was inspired by nature. And what he did was very, very new, very uh, cutting edge for his time. But, you know, he was inspired by something else. So, but I do feel like um, there needs to be a balance between the originality and the cutting edge because I feel like people seek that they want to see something slightly different but they also need to feel something familiar and so in in my opinion when I'm creating something I like to see a balance between something that somebody has never seen before but yet they can relate to they have they relate to it and they feel it um, so it's a combination of the two I think it's really interesting that you bring up that idea of relatability um, because I, I, I know that for a lot of people um, that it kind of allows for that suspension of disbelief. Right. And also it, it, um, a word that I just completely lost. I'll remember it later. Um, but it, it, uh, it's an apply. It appeals. There we go. <laughs> It appeals to our interests and our desires. So um, it's interesting that you should bring that up too in relation to the idea of what we're looking for in art and what we're chasing, because I think that there could be some really interesting discussions around that idea of how relatability, how um, 
novelty, how those two things have to, in a weird way, kind of work together in order to be coherent, if that makes any sense. That's an idea I'd have to explore a little bit because I feel like there's something in there. But um, so we also have Igor with us this morning. Hello, my friend. It's been a while since we've heard from you. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Um, I think um, I think that um, originality is totally necessary for photographers and uh, who chase art, not the commercial work, right? Then we need to to make difference there. Uh, but also, I don't see originality as something that is not seen first time, right? Originality can be that you have different color style or have a different posing style or, or whatever it is, you know. And I think nowadays, and I don't agree, sorry, my kid is playing around me. Um, I don't think the origi- originality doesn't exist today, you know, because I think it's enough to be original and move, move from the trend uh, to today's trends, you know. It's like painters did in their time something that nobody did, right? In a sense that they were more provocative or whatever, right? And I think nowadays we can do that the same, right? Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I think we're generally making the difference between photographers. I mean, it's, it's definitely a good thing to point out, I think, from that perspective, what are we chasing? And um, so Sisla mentioned recognizability as well. And from a retail perspective and from a commercial perspective, um, having that that style, that recognizability, I think is is absolutely more important than the originality because people want to hire you understanding what they're going to get and because the things that you're doing match what they want and because you seem like the right creative to, you know, realize whatever it is that they're trying to go after. So I think it's worthwhile for sure to ask ourselves, is that important in our field and in what we're after? Is that something we're chasing? Um, Or is that just for the folks who live in the fine art world? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer. It's a really good question to ask. I'm going to poke Becca a little bit as well after this. So yeah, go ahead. Can, can, can I say something? Uh, actually, I think in the commercial world and the retail world, I think the photographer who are brave enough to do something else that is not trend uh, in the long run will, will have more success, you know, because they will make the trend eventually. So I, that's just my thought. And also one thing, guys, I'm uh, somehow I'm admin in your Facebook group and then getting notification to approve some members. So I believe that is probably a mistake. But if not, oh, thank wow. you. Yeah. So. I'm sorry about that. Um, no, no, I, no, I didn't no, realize no. what's happening. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah, I will, I will go ahead yeah. and fix that for you. <laughs> no, no, it's not a problem. Just, uh, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, and I didn't know who should I approve or not, you know, so I was like, sure. okay, I will not touch anything. <laughs> right. I think one of the things to consider, you know, we talk about how, like, there is no originality, you know, and, and to some respect, that's true. Um, but I think part of the piece with, with quote, end quote, originality 
is when you start looking at all of the components, like if we're speaking just as a photographer, right? It, you start to learn also to, to explore and experiment and say, okay, well, like this set's pretty cool, but what if I gelled this light to shift this mood or, oh, and I could add this, you know, diffusion filter or uh, a prism or, you know, insert thing here. It's not necessarily that, that you're creating something in an original space that's never been done before. Like those components wouldn't be available to us if they hadn't been, right? But when we start stacking those things to create and create something that is simply from inspiration and that experimentation stance, then we create that that originality in developing our own style um, instead of simply trying to recreate something someone else has done. And I think that's really the the clutch here, you know, like you can obviously see when people take an inspiration from <clears throat> like Art Deco or Nouveau or Renaissance or, you know, insert period here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the buck stops there. Like you can still deepen that visually regardless of your, your I don't know, uh, type of art. Um, simply by changing small components of how that art is created. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for uh, iterations, right? Different iterations of kind of the same thing and that chasing of how do I make this look more like me or how do I make this more interesting for me? Um, which I think is is part of why the question is so interesting to me and how we define it and what we're looking at, because how do I make this look more like me or more interesting to me in my mind is definitely more a question of authenticity than it is a question of how do I be original, right? Um, and that could be 100% semantics, but that's kind of, I guess, how I define them in my head. And maybe I do that so that I can relieve myself of some of the pressure of needing to feel like I'm doing something completely original uh, in order to be, you know, valuable or whatever. Um, so, you know, those little pieces that mean that interpretation is me, maybe that is the important thing to chase. Or maybe that's an outgrowth. Igor, go ahead. Oh, my internet is better. I said, yeah, I think it is. I think, like, when you see your work or Becca work, by the way, Becca is one of my favorite artists. Uh, yeah, maybe that is seen. Maybe that idea was done before, but uh, I think it's origi original because you put something yourself there, part of you, right? Is whatever it is, right? So I think it's. We can't define originality so so broad that is never seen before. You know, I mean that is just my thinking. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But... No, I mean I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, I like I've said, you know, during this conversation, I think at least so far my view of originality is is authenticity to the person. Um, but I would like to poke Becca a little bit. She's also one of my favorite artists. Um, and see, what are your thoughts, Miss Becca, on the idea of originality in art? 
Oh, shucks. Thanks. Um, I have not had as much caffeine as Cicely to go on a rant right now, but I will attempt. Um, I think you guys already hit a lot of my own kind of personal thoughts. I mean, number one, uh, who who's defining originality and why uh, can definitely come into play here. Like, what is the context of that originality and why does it matter and if we're thinking as artists you know does it make us more important or not or you know that again also kind of depends a little bit on the purpose of our art creation so in some cases that is going to be authenticity in some cases it might be something as simple as making money and that value is going to be very very dependent on the context of the art and who is looking at it and who is using it for what that being said um I, I can, I'm kind of conflicted, I suppose, on whether originality does or does not exist. I mean, anything that any single one of us ever goes out and makes is going to be original. It is going to be one of a kind in some way or another. Every single thing is original. Um, on the other hand, if we're looking at creativity as the connection of different ideas and our original artistic and creative view of things as our own personal way of connecting ideas, we can't have ideas unless there are other ideas out there for us to connect. So that is also going to be constantly evolving. Constantly. Every single day we have a new experience in which new information is put to our brain and new ideas that we can connect to other ideas is there. Every time something new comes out on Netflix and maybe, you know, it excites us, that's going to be some kind of new input. There's new stuff happening all the time. So new ideas are going to be generated exponentially off those now evolving ideas all the time so there's going to be constant opportunities for some sense of originality um yeah i mean it's 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 a deep and philosophical one there so does it matter sometimes yeah and i mean i i do personally quite value you know some aspect of originality but i also as again cicela mentioned you know that that element i think uh might have was it Cicely or Erica I'm sorry I've been awake for like 10 minutes um that aspect of being recognizable and you know that is again how you connect those ideas and connect to people to create an impact on people if that is your eventual goal so if we think in the greater context maybe of storytelling right um it's less about maybe sometimes the what but the how so even if the original idea is not necessarily truly original, it isn't all yours, how you get to the end goal is where that originality of yourself as artist is going to shine. I can tell you all, well, well, okay, so there's like this little girl and her grandma was really sick and her parents sent her out to go on a walk through the woods to bring her grandma some soup, but there was a wolf following her through the woods and then the wolf, you know, got to grandma's house first and ate her grandma and yeah, like this is boring, boring, whatever. But if you find a different way to tell that story, a story that everyone probably already starts to recognize, then you have the opportunity for true creativity and true originality. So kind of Margaret Atwood's beginning, it was dark inside the wolf. I'm not a bibliophile enough to, to make myself read Margaret Atwood. Um, no, just a, a, a kind of a farther explanation of your your wonderful and insightful comment there. Um, one of the things that she mentioned in her masterclass was um, often the way that we choose to phrase or start or the lens through which we're telling a story is kind of indicative of 
us of our originality of our own personal you know way we think and so instead of telling the story of little red riding hood as you know there was once a girl named little red riding hood or once upon a time she would start the story as it was dark inside the wolf and so even just taking that twist on it all of a sudden turns a thing into a new thing and i think the question could potentially be asked is it really a new thing or is it just a new interpretation and which of those matters right does the original fact that somebody came up with the story of little red riding hood or whatever is that the important part or does that even matter and is the interpretation equally as valid as an original piece or a unique piece um and why and of course like you said this is a philosophical question that extends way way beyond even just the bounds of art because it with the little red riding hood example it very easily could be argued that nobody actually came up with that story that was pieces of different stories that got told and eventually kind of conglomerated into one thing so i mean that that could be fought with there as well um so i want to get make sure we have trish um as chance to share her thoughts and then let's let's finish this in the last 15 minutes just by going at it <laughs> and really pulling this idea apart. Good morning, everybody. Um, so pretty much everything has been covered as far as, you know, the, from what I've been listening. And I have to kind of, I, I took a step back and started thinking about originality versus art and, and how that relates to what I am doing and, and how I've been learning and, um, for me, this year has been a process and learning new techniques and learning, learning, you know, different lighting scenarios and so on and so forth and, and creating all that. And, and it's funny that this question came up today because literally in this last week, I started thinking about all these things that I've been doing, which have really been copying, um, you know, what I've been learning and, you know, through Sue's education, through what I see on the Art Artist Forge and the different types of editing. And, and somewhere along the way, I actually lost my own way, the, the way that I do things, the way that I like things and the way that I like my lighting and the way that I like posing people and so on and so forth. So I found that, um, you know, at some point you have to kind of look at it and go, um, the way I did things or the way I produce art is actually original to who I am and what I do. Um, and so I found that this, this question has been awesome because I had to kind of take this step back and go, Oh yeah, you know, um, I am original. I don't need to necessarily look at how to light a space in this particular way, because I know how to light a space in this way. And I really enjoy that lighting. Um, and it's not to say that you can't grow through these the different forms and, and learning all these different things, but losing your originality by copying something else is also um, can also put you in a, in a different place as well, which is where I'm at right now, where I'm kind of I, I've now taken this originality or these things that I've learned and now I'm going to start applying them to what I already know so that I can continue to be original, um, but not lose myself at the same time, if that makes any sense. Sorry, my phone was in my pocket. Yeah, completely makes sense. And I'm glad that at least the conversation was able to kind of crystallize and clarify some things for you and your mind. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that's what it really does for everybody. But I want to make sure that the, the panel up here is, is super open. So let's start 
we've heard some really great feedback from everybody so far on originality. And I think taking into account what you said, Becca, which is a great framework to begin with, under what circumstances becomes the question, I think, right? Under what circumstances is that originality important? Because there are folks who make a fantastic living reproducing very specific styles that are not original to them, but they sell well for retail. And so they're making a living. Is their lack of originality important? Probably no, probably not to them, right? Um, they're making a living doing a thing that they like and they're making money, so that's fantastic. So under what circumstances is a question worth, worth keeping in mind as we discuss this idea of originality? If it's important to you, it probably is important. For me, I find the idea of originality as in nobody has ever seen something like this before, really super heavy. And I don't know that I could continue to create if I felt that that was the level I had to meet every time I produced something. I'm much more like the idea, if I made it, it's going to be original because I'm original. I like that flow of thought better purely because it takes the pressure off and means I can get just go do what I want without having to make sure that something fits into the realm of originality, if that makes any sense. Don't be afraid to unmute and talk, y'all. Come on, I know you have thoughts. I mean, yeah, I got kind of started there too I mean it's like there's everything you do is is going to have some aspect of originality because your your brain is then one of a kind and so you're right it, it does take some of that pressure off and the fact that it's a pressure we feel as artists at all is interesting in itself like there is this expectation placed upon us, whether it is by our society or our colleagues or ourselves, that we have to be original. And then there is that larger question, you know, why are we listening to that pressure in the first place? You know, why do we feel the need to Totally. Totally, Becca. I agree with you 150%. And I'm sorry, Nicole, I left you hanging. I was outside literally shoveling snow because hashtag Maine. So I'm, you know, I, I love what Becca is saying. And I love what you said too about, you know, just the fact that you're being the creator makes it original. I love that. And it's great. You've defined that definition of originality for you. And by doing so, remove that level of anxiety. But if you go the opposite direction and say, everything's got to be completely original. Okay, just understand that that might be a harder thing to climb, but you still have defined it for yourself. I think that's the most important thing for everybody is you've got to define what originality is, make peace with it, and then go forward on whatever path that is. You know, what's really interesting about that, Matt, too, is for the people, um, I, and, and yes, we're, this is semantics again, but I think it would be really interesting to explore when you define originality for yourself, does it make it easier for you to create or harder for you to create? And does it make it a more enjoyable process or something you're less likely to do? And when you get the results, are you happier with them or are you still frustrated? Because 
I have like for, I, I kind of wish that Carol was here with us because I know that this is an, an important thing for her, the idea of originality. Um, but I know for some people, this, this, this desire and need to chase down something that's completely original, they find that that's what's valuable about their work. And yet the pressure and the frustration don't always make the process of creation very enjoyable. So would they be creating more and more original pieces if they didn't feel like they had to reinvent the wheel every single time? I, I think the, the- Like, is our definition useful or helpful? I, I think that- Well, what about when you were copied in your work, Nicole? Like, what? how much of it was copied? And at what point would that not have made you upset? And you just felt like, oh, maybe they, they have the same idea. But it sounded like they, they took a lot of, of the work that you did and used it as that. Oh, no, yeah. It wasn't an inspiration. It was 100% plagiarized. It was literally a copy and pasted article with maybe three words changed. So it, it wasn't a question of, you know, taking the same idea and reinventing it into your own thing. It was a, a literal plagiarization to where we had to contact their college <laughs> and let the dean know um, because it was so egregious. But yeah, so, and, and I'm not necessarily worried. Um, I've had a lot of people reproduce my work. Um, in fact, I've had a lot of painters reproduce my work and then sell their reproduction of my work, <laughs> which has been an interesting thing to have. And sometimes at least, even contact me and ask if it's okay if they sell the reproductions of my work that they made. So, you know, from the opposite perspective, it's, it's something that I'm relatively, um, it's, I'm, I'm used to it. I've been there, but, uh, I'm more, more interested in originality as far as, um, at least where this conversation goes, has this not been done before? Is this something that has not been done before? Um, I'm trying I to grab you, Win. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, one of the one of the bigger questions um, from your last point is, who are you trying to be original for? Is it being original for yourself, or is it being original for somebody else? Who is it? What is your intention in terms of creation? If you're trying to be original for yourself, you're absolutely going to do that, and you're going to stumble upon techniques and ways of doing things that to you have never hey, been babe. done before. However, and that could be wonderfully original, right? And you get that sense of, of wonder and it's, it's fantastic. If you're trying to be original for someone else, now you've got to have visual, auditory, you know, smell. Do you want literacy. a little milk to go with your waffles? Um, um, yes, I, yes, I'd love some milk. What? Yeah, that, oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so I think that's really what it comes down to for me is who's, what's the intention? Who are you trying to be original for? And uh, I think that makes a difference in the level of anxiety that's attached to it. But I saw a wind come up while Nicole is milking warbles. Um, what do you have to say, Wynn? Or not? Okay. Um, Wait. When can you? That, yeah, there we go. He's that, I was just, I, I actually wasn't asking to come up. I just uh, must have pushed the button by mistake. Oh, I'm sorry. on because you told me to jump on. I've been uh, doing other things this morning and I'm listening to the conversation and I will continue to listen to the conversation. All right. Sounds good. Sorry. I, yeah. Every now and then I know somebody that will happen to them. Either the phone is in their pocket or whatever. And they, they push the little button, but I get excited. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I snag them up. All right, 
Yeah. And, and I think that that's, it's, it's such an interesting thing too, that question of who are you trying to be original for? And, and I wish that I, I could ask more people, those, those folks who really find this idea of originality incredibly important, is that because they feel already that the value in art is in the originality or that the value in being an artist is having original ideas. And so they don't feel like they can claim that title if they cannot say their work is original. Um, and that definition of unique and never having been seen before, I would be really interested to find out. I would kind of like to poke some people and see if they have a definition for that because um, I don't know. I mean, certainly as we've seen the market or the audience at large in this attention economy, uh, novelty is highly valuable in getting attention, right? I don't know how valuable it is in maintaining attention, but it's valuable in getting attention. And these days that sells. Um, that is what folks are looking for. And if you have seen the recent, um, the Calvin Klein photos of the, uh, these digital manipulation composites that they're doing, it's interesting in the photosphere because those have, <laughs> those have gone around the block and people have been arguing about them for days. And uh, some folks very irritated because if you were looking at it from the techniques of can you make a composite that looks realistic, these are incredibly poorly done. If you're looking at it from the perspective of will this get attention? Does this hit the novelty button? Does it touch enough on uh, you know, current aesthetics but still do something strange enough that it gets people to stop in their tracks and look and engage? Well, then that becomes an entirely different question, right? So who, who was it for? I don't know. Only I guess the people who, who feel like it's important would be able to answer that one. But I would be super curious about the answer. So here's the thought too, kind of tapping back into a conversation from last week where we talked about, you know, what it is that we value in looking at, at artistic experiences or having artistic experiences through various mediums. Um, and the consistent thread there was that there was some form of shared experience and that the art, you know, was an expression by another human being that we could connect with. And then, you know, of course, from us as artists, then connecting with whoever our eventual audience is. Can you have a shared experience if, there, if it is purely somehow entirely original or does there need to be some unoriginal connecting factor? You know, I think Erica touched on that um, a little bit earlier as well. Maybe you can repeat that, um, your thoughts, Erica, on, on our ability to recognize, like there needs to be kind of something recognizable there that we can connect to. Yeah, I'm almost verbatim for what you just said is, you know, I think people seek originality and something new and something fresh to look at, but they also have to have some sort of component of, um, relatability and and familiar to be able to truly connect with it so um i feel like there's a balance there and at least i i strive for that in, in my work go back right, right right and i agree and i mean like this is so very personally important to me is to find those ways to connect with people and i mean you do this even within elements of design like if you're world building or you know character building or whatever you need to be able to find these recognizable elements that are going to bring people in because that's how they're going to know what things are supposed to be or supposed to how they're supposed to behave 
or whatever there. So I wonder then if there was something that was truly somehow, truly, absolutely, 100% original, somehow, somehow, maybe from some disembodied brain grown in a Petri dish or something, I don't know. Would it then, in turn, be completely ineffective at achieving anything? Because it was completely unrelatable. Yes. I think the answer to that is yes. Um, and the reason I think the answer to that is yes is because it's really interesting if you look at, I've, I've mentioned this before as an example for other things, but um, if you look at some of the writings in the Bible where, uh, where some of the prophets or some of the writers of the books were explaining their, their spiritual experiences with things like angels, it's interesting because their descriptions are so ridiculous and so far flung because what they were trying to describe was something they didn't have any kind of real foundation for. So we have things that have multiple heads and are covered in eyes and they're surrounded by glows that look like the resemblance of um, diamonds or whatever. Like they're a, it's a wheel within a wheel that's spinning and 12 wings and four heads and 18 million eyes all over its wings and it's glowing and it does all of these things. And there isn't a way for us to put those things together in a way that makes sense. It's, it's, it's a completely alien type of thing. So imagine if you were to look at a piece of work that had literally no connection to anything that ever made sense to you. I don't even know if we could recognize it, to be quite honest. I think, too, like when you uh, encounter something like that, something completely original, the pushback is huge. I mean, you hear about artists who in their time were, you know, not well known or not um, highly regarded, but over time they became known as masters. And maybe that's because their work became more familiar or more things connected the masses to their work. Yeah, that could certainly be the case. And then also, um, I wonder at those times how much the academic scene and the gallery scene and the who is being collected and who is being uh, patronized and all of these things, how much that played a part in in those artists not being recognized as well. Because I think at this point, we seem to be much more willing to accept great leaps or differences in art than people might have been at that time. In fact, if you think about how long it took for photography to be considered an art form, um, I do wonder how much of that was the, the academic and the kind of the literati of the art world deciding what was and wasn't valuable. I don't know the answer to that question. So the marketing behind it, basically. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, isn't that the same with science, really? Like, original ideas were frowned upon. The idea that the Earth was in the center of the universe was frowned upon, like, among other things. I think... Um, if we look at originality as um, that idea of something that hasn't been done, then that is very much also defined by the society that you live in and what is rec like what is widely accepted as something of value, as you say. 
there's a kind of great example of this. Um, so if we think of kind of like modern abstract art, like a lot of people are going to be thinking of artists like Mondrian or uh, Kandinsky or, you know, shapes and lines or whatever. And I mean, that's more of like kind of a more a newer concept in what most people understand in Western art history. But there was an artist named, uh, what is her first name? Hilma of Klimt. Klimt. And she produced these very abstract, interesting paintings before all these then famous abstract artists who got all the credit for developing this style of art did. And these paintings weren't seen until after her death. Uh, that was, I, I believe it was her decision to do that. Um, but also there's then these cultural factors like, oh, a woman who's painting something that people have never seen. Why should anyone give a shit? Haha cultural problems and you know this is something you see all the time in the art world and yes in the sciences where people have the resources and the privileges that other people do not and that is absolutely going to impact what people see as new or novel or even important so there are these elements then of what is original you know you can't really know because it may have been done but no one knows it hasn't been done Ooh, that's a really good point Ooh, as well really and so interesting erica too that you bring up the fact um Wait, was that Erica or Cicela who brought up this? It was Cicela, right? The sciences. Um, was it Cicela? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry, my brain just completely went haywire. Um, so interesting, too, that it it wasn't even the idea that the sun was at the center or, or the, the, the earth was at the center of the universe because Ptolemy, Ptolemy good grief, had kind of pinpointed the fact that the earth was a tiny little dot basically without size and scale to the rest of the universe a long long time before it was the church who had a vested interest right in making sure that that creationism was protected by seeing the earth as the center and the most important part so yeah it's interesting that even in this conversation the people in power and the people with something to lose or protect or gain have a lot of say in what we deem interesting original um, worthwhile as far as art concerned, as far as art is concerned, um, kind of connected to what you just said, Becca, like there may be somebody out there who has already done the thing and you just don't know. And if your value to yourself as an artist is I've made something nobody else has made, probably that's, that's going to fail you at some point. It's also interesting to bring that up in today's society where, I mean, we are so, um, addicted and dependent on what social media says um so you want to be original then you have to recognize the fact that you might not be recognized um, <laughs> so it's 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 a hard um it's a hard line like feeling personally it's too much stress to be original like it, it's the stress of the being recognized for being original is just too much the social media aspect is kind of interesting, too, and this is just kind of a, a personal qualm, I suppose, that I have with our digital society, um, where, it, again, it comes down to that drive. And for a lot of people, like, let's not pretend that we're bigger than this. We care about things like followers and likes and getting attention based on what is trendy. And this has absolutely created a huge impact on how people create art. Uh, especially because so many tools are so accessible. So there's 
probably more artists out there now than ever before because you have things like a cell phone or you know cheap photoshop or you know a free alternative or free 3d rendering programs you know you can make a movie on your phone so many possibilities so most people are going out there and exploring artistic mediums but then what is their motivation there very often it is motivated by things like becoming an influencer or getting those likes and if they are you know basically just churning out trendy mostly unoriginable artwork but they're still managing to hit those goals that they have for themselves and gaining you know whether notoriety or even you know money are they unsuccessful are they less valuable as artists than those who are creating stuff that's more original and often stuff that is very unique it doesn't get that same kind of attention i mean that's i think that's absolutely true and if you notice um a lot of the trends in the online art illustration community is if a movie is about to launch, if a game is about to launch, if anything is about to happen, everybody goes and creates things around that as fast as humanly possible so that they can take part in the attention that surrounds those launches. And it's interesting because I, I question, like, I will see those things. And of course, there's a part of me that's like, ah, bandwagoners. And then there's a part of me that's like, oh, being an attention whore like you but here's the thing in order to be if we if we want to call it successful you have to get attention somehow right whether that is through um marketing people that you have hired or whether that is through the complete and sublime originality of your work that people just can't not pay attention to and i don't know if that's actually a thing at this point because of what you just mentioned that saturation that so many people are have access now to art which is amazing um also just makes it a little bit harder to have people find you and so is it wrong to jump on the bandwagon if the bandwagon means there are eyes on your work and those eyes on your work equal sales and the sales equal now i can make a living off my art um yeah that's as matt mentioned i mean maybe that really does come down to our individual definition and how that plays a role in who we feel ourselves to be as an artist does it allow us to do what we want to do That, that that hits so much home. Um, it's like, can we be original and be um, successful at the same time? Successful business people. Like, obviously, if you just want to do create art for the sake of being art, uh, for the sake of creating art, great, wonderful. Then you are probably free of the pressure of generating revenue. But um, if you also want to be a living artist and want to earn money from your art, then the question is, is it profitable to be original? I believe it is. And if you see the people who are getting the very good commercial work, I mean, talking about uh, Dior campaigns, you will say that their personal work is very unique and very original. So I think that is the key. That's a good question. And I've, I know I've used my friend Kate before as an example. Um, when she originally started going to portfolio reviews, she would have a lot of the um, agents and the other people that she was talking to say, you know, this is, this is really pretty work, but I don't know how to sell it. Like, I don't know where it fits. I don't know what to do with it. And so it's interesting to me now that the fact that her work that her work does look so much like her is exactly the reason she gets hired at this point. So 
it is kind of interesting to ask yourself those questions. Now, does the work that she creates for everybody match the level of originality of her personal work? Well, it can't always, right? Because when you're hired by somebody to produce something for them, there's certain earmarks that they need you to hit in order to sell or represent the product that they're trying to sell or represent. So you getting hired because of your personal work doesn't always mean that the work that you create for the people that's hire you that hire you is going to be as original as the personal work is because it needs to be able to be marketable. It needs to be sellable. It needs to be able to connect to an audience well enough that they're then going to follow through and make those purchases or whatever. So it is all a very interesting conundrum. And as we come up to the end of the hour, I just want to make sure that folks have a chance to kind of share some of their final thoughts and then we'll begin closing things down. So any final thoughts y'all on originality in art? Nicole, can you um, either post a link on the Facebook or say Kate's, if oh, Kate I'm sorry. Yes, Kate Woodman. If you look up Kate Woodman, oh, you will. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You'll see her her wonderful, amazing work. Thank you. Of course. Final thoughts, y'all. This has been mind blowing. It's been amazing to think about how we can apply originality and, like you said, hitting those earmarks for certain people that are going to be hiring us, but following trends but also you know that that finding that balance between the trends and finding originality in or and offering something original um that would be marketable so i think there's probably a word for this phenomenon i'm thinking of that i just don't remember what the word is but there's kind of this i feel sort of uh lifeline or timeline that a lot of artists go to where we begin into a process and then we we kind of hit this peak in our ego where we think that we're the shit and we know everything about everything and really we're still absolutely totally amateur and then we come down off that high as we progress towards pure mastery and kind of that pure enlightenment of uh knowing we we don't really know anything but that's okay because we found authenticity and fulfillment within the creation of art for ourselves um and start realizing that we don't need to worry so much about what other artists are doing or what other people have to say except when it actually has value to us um and i think that's that's probably where original originality really starts to shine for people and it's it's a progression, right? And I, I'm sure that most of us have all gone through these various phases or, you know, are going through them and have gone through different feelings about being original or how to be original for ourselves. So it's it's an ongoing philosophical challenge, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you. And that definitely harkens back to what Kat said. I think she said this before you got the chance to um, come into the room, Becca, but basically said, you know, it, it, we, if we're following the ladder of mastery, which alludes to what you talked before, where we go through the stage of unconscious incompetence, we think we're amazing because we don't know enough about what we're doing yet to recognize how much we don't know. Yes. And then, yes. And then when we get to mastery, when we get to unconscious competence, where we're doing the things based purely upon our experience and all of, all of that stuff, um, we start making decisions without having to consult uh anything else we, we just do them because they feel like the right thing to do that's the point we're all trying to get to and um as kat was explaining it from her point of view um that's where that originality really begins to show up this uh i'm bored 
now with this process, right? It's been done enough. I'm bored. What can I do that's new or that better represents how I think or feel? And I think you're right. As long as we stay in the game long enough and as long as we make enough art, uh, we're going to get to that point eventually. And I think sometimes what happens is that we can get a little bit, those of us who value what we're doing for whatever we consider artistic merit, can sometimes get on our high horse a little bit and look at folks who are doing repetitive processes, like maybe it's studio photography where you're doing the same thing every time. People come in, they get their photo, they go home happy, you're happy. There's no real necessarily invention. There's no real experimentation or originality as far as we're defining it here. But that's a person making a living, creating something for somebody that everybody is happy with. And so it's easy to look down on that from an artistic high horse and say, well, <laughs> but according to whose definition, which is Matt's point in the very beginning, when you define those things for yourself and decide how you want to look at them and then how that impacts the way that you create, um, you get to decide what aspects of that are important to you. And so for me, at least, um, even after this really fantastic discussion where we've touched on a lot of points that I feel like deserve exploration in different areas, um, if I were to give anybody any piece of advice, it would be to stop worrying so much about being original and just worry about being as much you as possible because nobody else can ever or will ever be you. You are one of the single few absolutely original things in the world. And even you are in a conglomeration of all the things that came before you and bits and pieces of all the things that you've experienced and thought and believed and people you've known and loved and lost and art that has inspired you and movies that have made you cry and books that have made you want to stand outside in the rain with your face turned up to the sky and all of those things that make you absolutely unique in what you are. And so the closer you can stay to that person and the more true you can be to that person, the more individual, the more unique, the more affecting and inspiring your work will be. So this was an incredible conversation today. Big thanks to everybody who was involved in it and all of your thoughts. I know that I'm going to be percolating on all of these things today. I shared a link to one of the articles uh, that I found really interesting that is just a back and forth argument about this idea in our Facebook group. So I would encourage you to go there, check that out, read it a little bit. Let's continue this discussion in the comments and make sure you go check out theartistforge.com where new blog posts and podcasts are going up every single day. Bassam wrote a fantastic one about his experience with visual literacy yesterday. So that one is already up. Go check that out, share them with people who might need to, uh, might need to hear them. And then don't forget this Thursday, we will be live in the Facebook group and on YouTube doing our twice monthly live stream. We encourage you guys to be there. Come hang out, share your thoughts. We are not only going to talk a little bit about the things we've already discussed this month, but we are going to practice our visual literacy by checking out some of the amazing art created by the group. And this month we are doing the January challenge, which means go make something amazing with the camera on your cell phone. Go find something worth creating or create something worth seeing um, and share that in the group with the hashtag January challenge. And we will be checking that stuff out live in the live stream. In the meantime, I hope you will join us tomorrow bright and early at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That is 6 a.m. for the West Coast and 9 a.m. for the East Coast afternoon for our friends overseas. Until then, make something amazing and we will see you tomorrow.
Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at the Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.